Chapter 25, Waiting The next few days were a blur of activity. Invitations went out to everyone in Murky Branch, welcoming them to attend Ma Myrtle's Grand Review. It would, the invitation say, said, include live music, a poetry recital, fireworks, victuals, a three-legged race, and a swamp cake eating contest, among other entertainments. The general consensus in town was that it would be a catastrophe and also the most spectacular event of the year. Tumble had encouraged Ma Myrtle to include the Swamp Cake Contest. If Operation Gerbellion failed, then Howard would be their last chance. All he has to do is beat Baggett Flat at eating his own famous Swamp Cakes. Ma Myrtle will love it, and she'll tell Howard how to find the alligator. Then he can tell your grandmother, and that will be something at least. Blue thought it was a good idea. The twins were happy to have a backup plan. All of them agreed that it was only fair for Howard to contribute his strange talent to their effort. All of them except for Howard. When he saw the invitations, he yelled so much about being forced to perform against his will that he made Ida burst into tears, which made Jenna threaten to sick the Gerbellion on him. He had retreated to his room, locked and electrified his door, and refused to come out except at mealtimes. The rest of them continued their preparations without him, but Blue made a point of kicking Howard's door every time he walked by, just to let him know what he thought of his behavior. As for the Wilsons, not much had changed. Tumble's mother had was still repairing everything she could get her hands on, though she had finally agreed to hire roofers to fix the leaks. Her father had finished his coconut shampoo jingle and started working on a new one for a company that made road flares. The Wilsons had always carried road flares in their RV in case they drove up on a car that had broken down, but the samples the company sent them were spectacular. They were nearly as long as Tumble's arm, and when her father lit one to see how it worked, it burned for some, for more than half an hour. The flame was guaranteed not to go out, even in the heaviest of rainstorms. Tumble added one to her emergency backpack. She thought Maximal Star would definitely approve. Jenna trained the Gerbellion. Ida trained herself not to fear gerbils. Blue called his father and got no answer. Tumble slept in the RV every night, and every morning she sneaked back into sneaked back into the house. Her mother opened the mailbox one day to find a letter in a star-studded silver envelope. She put it on Tumble's bed. Then after a moment's thought, she picked it back up. Silver stars winked up out of the Wilson's trash can, and the moon, passing out of its crescent phase and growing fuller, gazed down on the heart of the swamp, waiting. 26. A Knack for Trouble Tumble perched on one of the low posts of Goat Flats dock and watched her mother tinker with the John boat motor. It had taken three hours and a lot of muttering, but she seemed to think the motor would work. Goat had hovered over the whole process, thanking Tumble and her mother every few minutes, while Millie and Tumble not very subtle well, while Millie asked Tumble not very subtle questions about Howard. When Tumble, when Tumble men mentioned that Howard was going to defeat Millie's father in a swamp cake-eating contest, she clapped her hands together and spun in a ha happy circle. Oh, Daddy will be so excited, she said. He's always said you can judge a person's quality by their appetite. Well, Tumble said dubiously, I guess that makes Howard really high quality. You should come by and help us with the gerbils. He'll be there. Tumble figured setting Millie up with Howard might be worth one half of an X. It wasn't terribly heroic, but she was so close to her goal that she couldn't afford to be picky about the projects she took on. Lily Focus, her mother said. What's this piece called again? Tumble stared at the whatchamacallit. She didn't care much about motors, 
But they had been playing this game all afternoon, and it seemed to please her mother. The chokey? Close. The choke. And what does it do? You have to pull it out to start the engine, said Tumble. She slapped in a mosquito that had just bitten her arm. When it's cold, her mother said. Right, said Tumble. When the engine's cold, you have to choke it. Her mother had started to complain about how much time she spent over at the Montgomery's, so when she'd invited Tumble to come with her today, it had seemed best to go along. And except for the mosquitoes and the fact that the back of her neck was sunburned, it had been okay. There wasn't much planning left to do for Operation Gerbellion anyway. It was scheduled for the next day with everything already arranged. Besides, Goat was so glad they'd come. This is wonderful, he said breathlessly. Just wonderful, Mrs. Wilson. Tumble and her mother exchanged glances and tried not to laugh. Goat sounded like someone who was watching a baby being born instead of someone who was having his favorite fishing boat repaired. He had taken Tumble down to the sandbar earlier and shown her the aluminum canoe that he had been using to catch fish ever since his motor quit. It's tippy, he'd said. You don't want to take a dip in the okie-finokie. Dangerous stuff. No, thank you, ma'am. He had looked sadly at the narrow, silvery boat, and sometimes my old ticker just doesn't want to do so much paddling. He'd also known Tumble shown Tumble his chest freezer, which was filled with fish and swamp cakes. Goat said any flat that didn't love swamp cakes deserved to be disowned. He gave her a pint bag full of frozen blueberries to eat while her mother lectured about chokes and propellers. And what's this? Her mother asked again, pointing to a more mysterious part of the outboard. Uh Uh-oh. Tumble decided that the best course of action was to change the subject. How do you know so much about boats anyway? They can't be much like RVs. Very different but a motor is a motor and I'm happy to get my hands on it. Just like she was happy to get her hands on plugs and light fixtures and soggy rotten carpet. But how did you learn it all? We've all got our own thing, I guess, her mother said, sitting back on the dock and reaching up with a dirty hand to take the last blueberry from Tumble. Grandpa Laffy is good at running his business. Your Aunt Susan has such a wonderful talent for singing. I've always had a knack for repair work. Tumble gasped and fell off the post. Lily! Her mother was on her feet in a blink. I'm okay, said Tumble, scrambling upright before Millie or Goat could try to help. Her teeth hurt from cracking together when she hit the dock. Just lost my balance, guys. Nothing weird. Her mother grabbed her chin and peeled her eyelids back as if invisible brain injuries might speak to her from inside of Tumble's eyeballs. I'm good, said Tumble, seriously. She felt bright with understanding. Her mother fixed things. Tumble couldn't believe she'd missed it. And if Lafayette still had talents, that meant Blue was right. Tumble wasn't fate-free after all. But Blue thought her gift was heroism, and Tumble wasn't sure. Fixing things was easy for her mother. As as, As much as she wished it was different, being a good hero was tough for Tumble. Lily, are you sure you're fine? Mom, what's my knack? What, sweetie? Her mother was doing that cheek-stroking thing she'd always did when Tumble was hurt. You've got a knack for fixing things, said Tumble, stepping back. What have I got a knack for? Her mother laughed. Getting into trouble, obviously. My little damsel in distress, she said it fondly. You're going to have a bruise on your chin after that fall. Getting into trouble. It was like her mother had hit a switch. All the brightness left Tumble in an instant. The bleachers, the shoplifter, almost falling out of the Montgomery's pecan tree, Jason... Jason. Tumble reached into her pocket to wrap her fingers around the plastic bag. That can't be it, she said, shaking her head. Mom, that can't be my knack. Her mother smiled. Of course not, sweetheart. I was only teasing. You're so smart. You're good at many things. Damsel in distress.
The words settled in Tumble's gut, and unlike Blue's assurances that she was a hero, they had the feel of rock-solid truth.